0: But, you know, the heart of truth is, is, is at the heart of the matter. You know, that being being truthful comes from one place. That comes from the inner man, the inner heart. And how do you get to that place? Has anybody here uh, ever met someone? And, 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 man, they come across like they're so genuine and, and everything. And then the next thing you know, they live like a double life. You know, or you're like, wow, I didn't realize that about them. You know, I remember there was a a ball player, and and he uh, had taken a a, a uh, what they call a uh, drugs test to see if he was uh, using uh, um, uh, performance enhancing drugs, and. They came back and he, they found that he was and he was going to be sus, uh, suspended. And he was saying, no, I didn't take it, this and that. And he told all of his friends, some of, some of the famous ball players were defending him. And the next thing he knows that they found out that it was true. He'd been using it. And it devastated some of the people. And one of the things I want to get with us today is about being a Christian. What, what does it mean to have uh, be a Christian and be like Christ? Uh, Today, we're going to deal with some things, and it's not going to deal with all of it. Um, But I really believe in this world that we are living in, we really need to have the heart of truth within our faith, within those around, and how we can live. Because there are messages flying all over, and with the social media, you don't know what's true. You don't know what the gospel is saying. And what does God say? And I can't give you all of it in a matter of 15, 20, or 30 minutes, but I will definitely give you some things uh, today. And so be prepared. Are You got your seatbelt on? You sure? All right, just just tighten it up a little bit. We're going to go for a ride. Let's look at First uh, Samuel 16 and 7, and then we're going to read a couple of scriptures, and then I'm going to pray, and we're going to go into it, okay? But the Lord, this is, uh, here, let's look at it. First Samuel 16, 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. Everybody say, The Lord does not see what I see. Let's just say it again. Uh, the Bible says, the Lord see, uh, does not see what man sees. But I want you to say like this. The Lord, like the Lord does not see like I see. Right? Because I'm a man. This word man means human being. All right? For man looks at the, what? Come on, say it with me. Outward appearance. But the Lord looks at the heart. Well, let's read that again. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, for your word is life. Let your word leap off the pages and into our heart. Lord, let your people see past me and at the cross. God, increase so that I can decrease. For Lord, let your word not just uh, allow us to hear your word, but let it be fruitful and let it grow, that we can live a life. We can live life authentic and genuine. Bless our mind, anoint it, that we can understand our hearts that we may receive. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. When you deal with somebody, um, I, I often hear people say, you know, what, uh, uh, Pastor, um, God knows my heart. And, and you know what's great is God does know your heart, but you know what? People don't. Yeah. Because the Bible says right here that a person can only see what you present to them. Okay, yeah, um, uh, how, how many times uh, you see that, that people who look good on the inside, but they have corruption in the inside. You know, you heard that man that, that stole billions of dollars from people. Remember, uh, his, his last name was Madoff. He made off with a whole lot of money. <laughs> right? He looked good. He wore $5,000 suits and have, you know, $2,000 pair of shoes and expensive watches. And he spoke good and he looked good. He he looked like somebody could trust. But through the years, he had stolen billions of dollars from people. He's in jail today and will never get out. Billions. It is the highest, uh, uh, what they call financial crime in the history of America. And imagine men and women that have put their trust in him because in the outward, he looked good. He spoke right and, and, and his hair was cut right. He, he had went, to went to the right schools and everything about him was right. But man looks at the outward, but God looks at what? The heart. You know, this word heart here is the word in the Greek called cardia, which where we get cardio. Or cardiac, which represents the heart. Or what we would say in Spanish or Portuguese, cortisone. It is my heart. My heart. See, uh, oftentimes people would say, uh, uh, Daddy, uh, my, uh, people know. My kids say, but Daddy, uh, uh, don't people know our heart? No, no. They only know what you present to them. You see, uh, because anybody can say who they are, anyone can dress the part, speak the part, sing the right songs, do everything, but God really knows our heart. You know, oftentimes, every day I wake up and I say, God, I want to make sure that my heart is before you. It's before you. You know, um... Or put it like this, it says, for those that are uh, pure in heart, they will see God. Right? Uh, no one, that, that, we, that doesn't mean that um, our life uh, uh, is perfect. But what it means is our life has to have the heart of truth with God. You know, this, this story in 1 Samuel, let me give you the background a little bit, Okay. The Lord, the Saul who was the king. The Bible says that Saul was handsome. He was a good looking brother. And the Bible says not only was he handsome, but he was head and shoulder over every person. That means when he walked in, he looked like a king. I mean, he just looked like a king. You ever see people? Oh, man. He looked like a movie star, right? That was King Saul. But there was a heart problem with him, and God was looking for another man. And so of all things, uh, he goes to Samuel, who was the priest, and he says, "Hey, Samuel." Well, he didn't say, "Hey, he said, "Samuel, I'm looking because Saul, I, I need another king. And I want you to go down to this place in Bethlehem by the na- a man by the name of Jesse. And Jesse had some sons, okay? He had some good-looking sons. And so Samuel goes down there, and he was going to do sacrifice. But when you read the story, Samuel says to the Lord, Lord, if I do that, Saul will hear it, and he'll kill me. And so the Lord says, don't worry about it. Just take a heifer, which is a cow, and go, and, and, and we're going to sacrifice. And when he got there, the Bible says that the, the elders of Jesse's house heard that Samuel was coming. And you know what the Bible says? It says they were trembling because the man of God was coming. and He's going to give them a blessing or a curse. And so when they came and they asked him, he said, Is, are you coming uh, with peace? He said, yeah, they peace. They're like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it used to be like that in the old days where a man of God would come and because he's speaking the oracles of God and people would tremble. But that's not like that now because we've made a mess of the priesthood. Hey, I'm, I'm a priest. I'm, I'm a pastor and I've seen that and that the priest has made a mess of God's word. It's scary, y'all. And, and, and that when a man that stands before God needs to speak the truth without compromise, but today we have so much of compromise. And what happens is you or people as sheep are going astray because they don't have a shepherd to lead them. See, for me, I want to speak to you the truth and the truth is in love, but you still have to have the truth. See, I love my children, but I still have to speak the truth to them. And so here they came, and Samuel was excited. He looked at the first son, and he looked at him, named Eli- uh, uh, Eliab, and he said, oh, this is the one. And he was, the, you know, the old days, you know how they anoint kings? They took a big old horn from an animal, and they filled it with oil, and there's anointing, and they just poured over you. So you're all greased up. You're just greased up. You don't need hair, hair conditioner, nothing. I mean, just everything. You're going you're to be moisturized for like a year. Okay, but they just pour it on you in front of everybody. And when he came up and he says, Oh, this must be the one. This must be the one. He looked good. He looked like a king. And the Lord says in verse seven, No, he's not the one. Because while you look at him on the outward, I, I, I see his heart. And he got into the next one. And he said, he's not the one. He got to the next, third one. He goes, Lord, this got to be the one. Look at him. He, he looked good. He, he done everything. He, that's not the one. And he went down to every son that Jesse had. And Samuel says, I know I heard the Lord right. But how come? Where Do you have another son? He goes, yeah, there's another son. He's out there watching sheep. Are you sure that's the one? Wait a minute. How can Jesse know that the man of God is coming and not call David? See, sometimes, brothers and sisters, uh, I want to remind you of something. People might forget you and leave you out in the field, but God will never forget you when you have the heart of truth. See, while other people, you might be out there with the sheep and slaving away and smelling like sheep with manure between your toes. But I want to tell you, when it's your time and you have the heart of truth for God, God will not leave you out in the field. He's going to bring you before your brothers and declare to the world, this is the one that I want. Stop living, trying to represent what the world is trying to project on you, but live and project the heart of truth that is in Christ through you. Brothers and sisters, David didn't know what was going on. You know what? He was worried about sheep. David was out there playing the harp and worshiping God and writing Psalms 23. And while his brothers are like, yeah, this is my time, baby. And David, they forgot and they left him out there. Brothers and sisters, men or this world might forget you, but God will never forget you. While while other people are gathering to have a party and you think that God left you out. But the Bible says that God is a just God. And so while people might leave you from the party, God will never leave you from the party. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter how you smell. It doesn't matter what you've been up to. But if God knows the heart of you, you're invited to the party. You know what I love about this? Because they were, you know what the Bible says? Samuel says, go get your boy, David. And I love this. He said, we won't sit until he comes. You know what that tells me, brothers and sisters? That David had a seat at the table. Oh, y'all, y'all, see, y'all? come on. David had a seat at the table. You know what? They could have waited on him. They would have been. They could have ate. You know, these are grown men. They could have had a party and said, hey, David, come on. uh, We saved you a plate. No, 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 no. Samuel says the party can't start until he comes. We can't sit until he comes. Why? It's because when you have the heart of truth, it is not about what you look like and what people think about you on the outward. But it is what God sees in your heart. Oh, y'all don't want (laughs) to. See, the, you know, my, my daughters now are old enough, so they've been asking a lot of questions about morality and, 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 and what is right and what is wrong. And oftentimes, they would ask me this very difficult situa- uh, uh, question is, Daddy, I thought they were a Christian. Why would they do that? You know, and 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 the world comes back, and 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 on Christians, and they would say, "Don't judge me." Uh, in God is not about judgment, but you don't realize that in God there is judgment. And and people say, uh, you know, so I have to explain to my little girls that you love the person, not what they do. You love them. Just like God loves us when we make mistakes. Just like when God loves us when we purposely go off the cliff, when we purposely do wrong. And I have to explain to them, just like when they do wrong or disobey me, I still love them. I still feed them. I still give them a clean bed to sleep on. I don't walk them out into the back door uh, yard and say, There's your house, that dog house right there. <laughs> right? We don't do that. It's because why? It's because when you love someone, you love them. That does not mean you agree with them. You just love them. See, the heart of truth is difficult for many because what it is in your heart, I cannot tell you because only God and you know what's in your heart. Oftentimes people say, don't judge me. Don't judge me. God knows my heart. Yeah, you're right. Only God knows your heart, but I can only go by what I see. You see, brothers and sisters, if you go by what you see, then what you're in your heart comes out eventually. That's not supposed to rhyme, but it did. <laughs> see, because eventually the thing that's in here, in your heart or cardia or cortisone, what's in here will eventually come out through here because when true christianity is not about living outside in it's about living inside out because the only way that god can change a person is from the inside out look at what romans 12:2 says it says be ye not be conf- and do not be conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your Mind. If you look at that word mind, it actually comes, it is related to your heart. Uh, It it, it is also related because your mind is the choice that you make to be renewed. Brothers and sisters, God can't force you to be changed. God can help you, but he still gives you free will. You know that story about Adam and Eve? You know know the Adam and Eve story? You, You know the story? That God formed Adam out of the dirt and blew into him, and he became a living soul, right? And then from his rib, he made, this, uh, he made the female, and when Adam looked at Eve, he's like, whoa, man. Wow, you know, she's pretty good looking, right? I know that, that joke's actually older than the King James Bible, but you know, it's all good. Uh-huh. And, and he says to him that he put him in the midst of the garden. Now, I want you to follow me. I'm going to give you this revelation. And he says in the midst of the garden, there were two trees. One was the tree of life, right? And the other one was the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, I want you to follow me. If you don't get anything else today, follow me. He said, Adam, of all Of everything I've created, of every tree, every herb, you can eat of it. But there's one tree, don't even eat it. Don't don't touch it. It's in the midst of the garden. Don't even eat it. Don't touch it. Don't eat it. But of everything else, have a party. Now, brothers and sisters, you know how many fruit trees there are in the world? I was telling my children, did you know that there are over 1,600 different types of banana trees? I looked it up. Over, just the banana has over 1,600 different types of bananas. I remember going to Peru. I looked at this banana and they opened it up inside. You know how we used to have, we have white bananas. Inside is a pink banana, like really pink. And it's about this big. And they have so many different types of bananas in Peru. And I'm like, wow, there's just the just banana is 1,600. Wow. There's the mango, the apple, the pear. Then there's the cherry tree. Then there's the orange tree. Then there's the, the all different kinds of apple trees. And I told my children that if they were to eat just one fruit, one tree every day, they couldn't do it in 5 years. And yet they eat this one tree. God says, "No." And we're like, "But But why would he do that?" He said, "Wait, wait, 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 wait." It's about relationship. You know when you are in relationship with someone. Right? And it's in relationship, God says, "Look, man, I've given you everything. 1,600 different banana trees. You couldn't even eat that in a year. Okay? Besides all the apple trees and all the pecan trees. And all. Just, just leave my tree alone. See, when you're in a relationship, when, when there's boundaries and you violate that boundaries, you violate the relationship that you have. See, because now there is a trust issue. See, the heart of truth would say, because I love you, I value what you have kept for yourself. And the Lord says, everything I've given you, but this one, just, just, this is just mine. Can a brother have mine? See, mine. Has anybody ever been in a, especially a marriage relationship, you've been married a while? One of the things that you realize is the man or the wife, the, the husband and the wife, there are these little boundaries that you have that you don't cross. You just don't. Not because the person doesn't trust you, but that's just their, their thing. That's, that, that, that's their thing. My, my wife has a thing with me, and, and, and out of respect for her, out of love for her, I do it. Not because uh, 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 I enjoy it, but I do it because I respect her and love her. See, brothers and sisters, when you're at the heart of truth for God, it is relationship is not about what he can do for you, but a relationship is about saying, I pursue you just for you. See, no man or woman wants somebody to love them because of what they can give them. I just want your stuff. I just want your stuff. I, I just, I just want your stuff. Right? I think there was a, I think Kanye used to sing a song called Gold Digger. Nobody wants a gold digger. Yeah, all my young people, you don't think I listen to that? I know what y'all listening to. It's called Gold Digger. No, m- nobody wants a gold digger. And just, I'm just in love with you. I just want to be with you because you can give me stuff. God doesn't want a person or a people that just want him to give them stuff and nothing else. They don't want to be with him. They don't want to be in his presence. They don't want to hear his voice. They don't want to read his word. They just want the appearance of, look at me. I'm a, I'm a Christian. But what's in your heart? The heart of truth will reveal to you. Eventually. You know why? It's because nobody can fake it for that long. You know that? Nobody can fake it for that long. Because eventually the truth will come out. Eventually the truth will come out. I want to look at Matthew 7 and 16 and look at what it says. You will know them by their What? Fruits. Fruits. Wow. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? You don't often use the word thistles today, but... (laughs) Think about it. People know you by the fruit. They know you uh, if you're a real pursuer of God by how you carry yourself, by how you live, by what you do. Look, we're not all perfect. I sin too. And I'm not pointing fingers because uh, the finger I'm pointing, I got three pointing back at me. But what I want to tell you is this. Brothers and sisters, let pursue God with all of our hearts and all of our strength and all of our mind and all of our soul. Look, I I know one thing is I'm only here by the grace of God and God alone. I'm not here because I'm perfect. I'm not here because I preach. I'm not. God doesn't love me more because I speak the word. But God loves me just as much as you. And did you know that I remember a preacher says like this. This lady came to him and said to him, he says, pastor, I don't think God can forgive me. He said, why? He said, because my sin is so big and I have sinned so much. And he says, okay, can we go on a journey? He goes, but pastor, I know God loves you because you have no sin. And he goes, okay, I want you to go with me. Imagine with me, we are standing at a big lake, a big deep lake. And I want you to imagine with me that uh, you pick up a stone that represents your sin. And she said, okay. And she said that, okay, I got it. He goes, how big is it? He said, uh, she said, I got a boulder. A boulder. He goes, Okay, now I want you to pick up the sin that you think represents me. And she said, Oh, that's easy, Pastor. Yours is a little pebble. (laughs) He goes, Okay, I want you to take your boulder of sin. I want you to throw it into the lake. And she goes, Okay. He goes, Do you see it? He goes, Yeah, I can see it. He goes, What does it do? He goes, Oh, it made a big noise and there's a lot of waves. He goes, true. He goes, now I want you to take the pebble that represents my sin to you. I want you to throw it into the lake. And she's like, boing. He goes, did it make a lot of ripples? No. He said, but I want to ask you a question. Did your boulder sink to the bottom? She goes, yeah. It sank fast. He goes, did my pebble sink to the bottom? She goes, yes. Yes. He said, so it doesn't matter without Jesus, we both drown. Right. See, brothers and sisters, sometimes we, we, we think our sin is so bad. We think our, our life is in shambles and God doesn't hear us. But the reality is no matter what state of walk you have with God, God is saying that I am here to help you so that you don't have to sink in the abyss of life and sink in the pit of the hell it doesn't matter. Most people would tell me. I, I've dealt with young men and young women and that said, God, God can't forgive me. I, I am no good. But th- the reality is, if your sin is as big as a mountain, it still sinks. And mine, if you maybe think mine's a little pebble, believe me, it's bigger than a pebble. But if even it was, and I threw it in, it still sinks. See, the heart of truth is this. Do you really want a relationship with God? Or do you just think it's cool to say that you're a Christian. See, I realize that we're into labels now. You know, when I was a kid, and that tells you, I remember growing up as a teenager, oh man, you were cool if you had guest jeans. Look at all the young people, oh God, Pastor, you old. I remember every boy and every girl had guest jeans, that little triangle, boy, that was it. And my mother could never afford guest jeans. OK, our label was a triangle, but it had just the G because they couldn't. It was different. But you know what I realize is everybody wants to be labeled. But the heart of truth is God says people look at your label, but our, I see you where you at, where you at. And see, we often think that because people are up there and they got all this and and we're out here like David watching sheep that God forgot us. The Bible says that Samuel says we're not sitting until that boy comes." Could you imagine he is the prophet of the nation of Israel, the most powerful spiritual man on the planet? And he said, I'm not sitting until that boy comes. You better hurry up. That food is getting cold. You see, brothers and sisters, we often think that if we live life and we have to be known and, you know, with social media, and I, I'm not griping at social media. My daughter has a, an account that has like 100,000 views doing something with glue and stuff. Okay, it's, it blows my mind. She has more followers Okay? But to me, I'm not against that. But what I'm, I'm, I'm talking about is, does God know you when people aren't looking at you? See, that, that's an answer I had to answer and say, Lord, I don't want to be known as oh, but I want to be known as a man that pursues you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Brothers and sisters, if God did nothing else for us, and if he would just give us just salvation, that is more than what we deserve. Look at what it says in Matthew 15. And I want you to look at verse 18 specifically. But it says, but those things which produce out of the mouth come from the heart. And they defile a man. You know, he was arguing because yeah, the religious people say, how come your disciples don't wash their hands before they eat? And the Lord says, do you know that what goes inside you is not what defiles you, it's what comes out of your heart. Because what else does it say in Matthew 12? Now they don't have it, but Matthew 12 says this, for out of the abundance, in verse 34, for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. Oh, brothers and sisters, let's have the heart of truth and say, God, you know what, brothers and sisters? What we speak about people is a telltale sign of our, we really have the heart of truth. What do we speak about? What do our heart, when people are talking to us, what are we spewing out? What are we, our mouth is taken from our heart? I've, I've learned something when I was in sales in the corporate world. You know that I was taught this one thing and all you that have ever been in sales, that when you sit in front of the customer or you sit up in front with people like this, if you could get them to do more talking than you do, you're winning. Because eventually they're going to reveal the things that they need, the things that they're about. And so, being a great salesperson is a person that is a great listener. And the more, and I find that when I sit down with people and they talk, when I find that when I deal with people's relationship, when I find that the more they are talking, eventually what is in their heart will come out forth. It is not about what they do, because what they do is what it started inside them. Truth. The heart of truth starts in here. You might fool me. But you know what? You can't fool God. God knows our heart. God knows when we are crying out to him. See, brothers and sisters, I want to get to the point of the matter is are we really pursuing God or we just like the benefits? You know, I love my wife, but I don't love her just for the things that she provides for me in the physical realm of being a good wife and she made me eggs this morning or anything like that, I just love her. I loved her when she couldn't do those things. It doesn't matter to me because do you love people? just because you love people? See, God loves us just because we're his kids. Isn't that cool that the king of glory created everything? He just—he gets a kick out of us. Here, that's my girl. That's my boy. Isn't that kind of neat? That, could you imagine that you and I are the king of all king's kids? And he said, oh I, oh, I see your hair today, girl. That look good. Oh, man, I like that suit on you. See, our father is so gracious that he said, I'm willing to give you everything. All I'm asking is, will you pursue me with the heart of truth? Will you love me when no one else does? Will you worship me when no one else in the building? Will you worship me when there's only, will you preach just as hard when no one comes? Will you do? Every person has to go through that testing of the heart of truth. And oftentimes, we think that we are being left out but God is saying, no, 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 no. People might leave you out. But at my table, Everybody has a seat. Can we stand? It's all right. Clap for the Lord. I want you to repeat this prayer with me, okay? Just want you to hear it and repeat it if you want. Jesus, at your table, I always have a seat. People might forget me, but you never forget me. I am the apple of your eye. Help me to pursue you with all of my heart, with all of my mind, with all of my strength. Help me to live a life that is authentic, that is genuine. That I don't just look the part. But I am a Christian. I am a follower of Christ. I ask you to help me. In Jesus' name. Amen. For those that are watching us, even for us here, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I'm not talking about a religion. I'm talking about real relationship a God that you can feel a God that you can hear a God that answers prayers that you might have a loneliness in your heart but God knows you if you want to accept him if you're watching us just ask the Lord right now Lord Jesus come into my heart receive me as your son and your daughter take away my sins I ask you for forgiveness Jesus name amen the altars are open as you listen to this song please come to the altar if you feel led just come on you know what some of us as family just come on and pray for each other make your way the altar is open let's spend a few minutes and I'll come back and close the service